0: Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. We've had another good week of crop improvement this past week as the May corn finishes up pollinating and the June corn will get started here probably this week. Most of our yield checks the past week have been in that 170 to 240 range. Early in the week we had two fields in that 280 and at the end of the week we did have one field That popped in at 306 bushel. The three high-checking fields were May planted fields. The 306 bushel was also a no-till field. Of course, these are yield checks. Weather conditions from here on out will dictate actual yields, but you need to have high potential to achieve those high yields. We've seen some pollination issues show up this past week. In the areas where the corn was suffering from drought conditions coming into pollination, we see some spotty pollination up and down the ear. That week before to that week after pollination is the most critical when it comes to getting pollinated and saving those kernels. In the wind-damaged corn, we're seeing some pollination issues there as well, especially the ears that ended up on the bottom side of the stalk. Some wind-damaged hybrids are aborting kernels that did get pollinated. And this, I imagine, is due to the fact that not all leaves can get up and get a full shot of that sunlight. While finding poor pollination is a little of a shock for growers, more growers are shocked that they have wind damage in the first place. This is a good time to deploy the drones if you got them. Get up there and get a good evaluation of these fields so you know this wind damage and where it is. This week I was in a hybrid plot with almost 40 entries. Two were slightly goosenecked, six were severely goosenecked, and two were goosenecked and green snap, while the rest were standing almost perfect. All planted the same day, same population, same soil type. They were just expressing the differences in their root systems. Not saying that the ones that aren't goosenecked are the better corn but it does deserve a footnote in your hybrid yearbook about the hybrid standability. Notation of down corn now in your plots will help explain some of the yield responses this fall. As we finish up pollination, it's a good time for you guys that are building hybrid yearbooks to get your plant pictures taken. We're going to shoot pictures of the plant standing next to our ringer hybrid that we're making our comparisons to. So again, we're looking at plant height, tassel type, leaf orientation, leaf size. This is also a good time to start evaluating disease differences in your plot. Take that ear leaf off and compare it across that plot and see how many lesions you've got. If If you wait too long and we start to decimate the bottom end of that plant, you'll lose some of your best comparisons. Disease pressure continues to build this past week in the corn, but we'd only found two fields that were actually at threshold. In some fields, the physoderm brown spot is aggressively um, uh, stepping out, even causing some plants to snap off as it enters into the nodes. This week week we did see um, what looked to be gosses willed out in the field, and when I run the uh, test on the leaf, it did test positive. I do expect to see more gosses wilt in the hailed area that came with that wind event. This past week we did some root washes. We're looking at feeding. This is a good thing to do on your non-rootworm traded fields to keep an eye on your feeding pressure. Soybean fields this past week ranged from that R3 to R5. These, Those that are um, most mature at the end of that R5, they're about to stop growing. And when they stop growing, the weeds are going to blow on past if they're out there. So in the next few weeks, fields that you thought were clean are going to become weedy. This is especially true in our 30-inch beans. At this stage, your options are limited. These are big weeds and stopping them won't be easy. Spraying beans now will come with a yield hit, so be careful. The two better options walk them out, or send them through the combine. One weed that is showing up a lot this year, and that's volunteer corn. In the areas where we were dry in June, this corn didn't germinate. So post-applications for the corn, a lot of times were taken out because the corn wasn't present. When it started raining, the corn started coming. Most growers that I've talked to plan on running this weed through the combine as well. One thing I saw this week in more than one field with a lot of volunteer corn was rootworm beetle. Rootworm beetles are in the bean fields that have volunteer corn from last year that wasn't traded for rootworm. These rootworms are homegrown meaning they're hatching and surviving on the volunteer corn. These beetles didn't fly in from a neighboring field. These beetles are gravid with eggs and they're laying eggs in these bean fields. This will up the risk of rootworm problems next year if you go into these fields naked when it comes to rootworm. So scouts, scout these fields. Sticky traps are showing the same thing. We usually don't see many beetles in the bean field until the corn starts to kind of decimate and then they migrate into the greener bean fields. Your options are try to spray this adult beetle to stop the egg laying, use an insecticide next year, or go back to traded corn when you're back in there next year planting. Trying to control the volunteer corn now will not help the issue. The cat's already out of the bag. I do expect that we will see some surprises in this arena of non-GMO corn next year with this issue. Farmers will say, well, two years ago I didn't have much feeding and I rotated to beans. Where did these rootworm come from? If you would have killed the volunteer corn, the rootworm larva living on it would not have survived. Leaving non-traded volunteer corn in the bean field is the equivalent of corn on corn. Most growers wouldn't go naked into non-traded corn on corn but next year that's the equivalent of what we're going to have is non-traded corn on corn. Not seeing a lot of insect pressure feeding on the beans. Some bean leaf beetle, Japanese beetle, but pretty light in most cases. Fields in some cases are heavy with the white fly but that's more of a nuisance than a real problem. I haven't run across any sudden depth. But I do expect that to change this week and next. We'll start to see more and more potential plants that would show up there. It's been pretty quiet on the white mold front as well. Sign up for Crop Tech customers for our Crop Tech Field Day has been pretty impressive. If you haven't signed up, don't forget to get that done so you can get a link to the meeting. Crew has been working hard on this event and I think it's really coming together nice. Sign up for the virtual Farm Journal Corn Soybean College is going well. Uh, as people are joining us from all over the Midwest and Canada. so You can get registered at our website, croptechconsulting.com. Click on that Corn Soybean College tab. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.